Welcome to the podcast of Woburn Baptist Church. We hope that you enjoy listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 15, starting in verse 29. Matthew chapter 15, starting in verse 29. And as I came to this text this week, it's, um, it's kind of with some question, what am I going to do today? I mean, haven't we heard this story before? A few weeks ago, we, we read of how Jesus had fed the 5,000. It was just across the page in, in my Bible, chapter 14, verses 13 through 21, Jesus feeds the 5,000. The very same points that I made that week that we looked at in that text, I can make again in this text. What's Matthew doing whenever he writes this story? Well, for one, Jesus did the miracle more than once. He, he did it. In this one place, and some other events intervened between them, and he did it again, showing that you know, Jesus did this kind of a miracle on multiple occasions. It wasn't just a one-time occurrence. And, but there's, there's more to it. What, what are the differences between these two accounts? On the, on the surface of it, it seems very, very similar Jesus, uh, he comes to this place and he's teaching and doing miracles for the people and the people get tired and hungry and Jesus says that he used to feed the, feed the people, feed all the men and women and children that are there. And he asks the disciples what food they have with them. And they say that we have some bread and some fish. So Jesus takes the bread and the fish and he multiplies it. He tears it apart. He gives thanks and he multiplies it and feeds a multitude of people. So on the surface, the stories look very, very similar. But there are some differences that I think we need to take note of. Let's read the text. I'll start in verse 29. Jesus went on from there and walked beside the Sea of Galilee, and he went up on a mountain and sat down there. And great crowds came to him, bringing with them the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others. And they put them at his feet, and he healed them, so that the crowd wondered when they saw the mute speaking the crippled, healthy, the lame walking and the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. Then Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, I have compassion on the crowds because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And I'm unwilling to send them away hungry lest they faint on the way. And the disciples said to him, Where are we to get enough bread in such a desolate place to feed so great a crowd? And Jesus said to them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven and a few small fish. 
And directing the crowd to sit down on the, on the ground, he took seven loaves and the fish, and having given thanks, he broke them and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up seven baskets full of the broken pieces left over. Those who ate were 4,000 men, besides the women and children. And after sending away the crowds, he got into the boat and went to the region of Magadan. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you have loved us and that you have spoken to us your very words. In your love letter to us, Holy Scriptures. Father, I pray that you would feed us by your word, that you would give us ears to hear and eyes to see. That we might glorify the God of Israel just as the people did in this passage. Father, I pray that you would give me strength. I am a wretched sinner. I am weak and frail. And I pray that you would give me strength to speak your word, Lord, this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. We need to remember the setting here. It says Jesus went on from there. Where did he go on from? Well, last week he was in the region of Tyre and Sidon, in Gentile territory. He was among these Gentile places where Jesus had said earlier, Tyre and Sidon would have repented long ago if the works that I had done in you had been done in them. So he's in Gentile territory. He walks on from there beside the Sea of Galilee and he comes up on a mountain and sat down there. There was another place in Matthew where Jesus went up on top of a mountain and sat down. In Matthew chapter 5, we see the same kind of thing where Jesus goes up on a mountain and He sits down and He begins to teach the people the Sermon on the Mount. So probably He had some kind of a teaching ministry there. Matthew draws our attention to the miracles that He performs. A great crowd came to Him. And remember, he's here in Gentile territory, not far from Tyre and Sidon. And they were bringing him all the lame, the blind, and the crippled, and the mute, and many others. Last week we, we heard about this Canaanite woman and how it was such a surprise and so it's a staggering thing that Jesus, he wasn't only working these miracles among the Jewish people, among the lost sheep of the house of Israel, but he did this miracle. He healed this Canaanite woman's daughter, a Gentile, a Canaanite, the people who were the enemies of God in the Old Testament. He healed this woman's daughter. And we say it doesn't just, it's not just limited to this one woman and her daughter, but here in Gentile territory, they're bringing to Him people with all kinds of diseases, the blind, the lame, the crippled, the mute, and He's healing all their diseases in Gentile territory. We could just read over this 
and think, well, this is the same thing he's been doing all along. He's, he's giving us a little short summary of the kinds of miracles that he was doing. And, and yes, that's what this is, but it's unique because it's right there in Gentile territory. Up until now, Jesus has been working among the Jewish people. But here, not only is he healing Gentiles, sick people, blind people, but he's doing it in Gentile territory. He spends some time there. He spends three days doing these miracles. And, and he's out in a desolate place. He's up on top of a mountain. There's no, no um, cities close by where people can go get food. And the people are beginning to get hungry after three days. After being healed and all these things the people glorified the God of Israel. That's another phrase pointing out that the fact that this is Gentile territory. Why would he say they glorified the God of Israel unless it was something to point out? These were Gentiles who were praising and giving glory to the God of Israel. This was a surprising thing to them. So after three days of this, Jesus, He has compassion on the people. You remember a few weeks ago when we looked at the feeding of the 5,000, the thing that I said here was that Jesus is a compassionate Savior. He had compassion on people. People that were lame and sick. And here we see Jesus had compassion not only on the lost sheep of the house of Israel, but He had compassion on these Gentiles. Jesus says to the disciples that we need to give them something to eat. This is another difference between the two stories. In the other story... The disciples come to Jesus and say, well, you know, it's getting late. We need to send the people into town so they can get something to eat. But here, Jesus, after three days of teaching, He's the one who brings it up. He's the one who says, I don't want them to faint on the way into town. Let's give them something to eat. The disciples, you would think that they hadn't seen this miracle before. Because they ask, where are we going to get enough bread in such a desolate place to feed this crowd? Were they blind? Had they not been with Jesus just a few days earlier whenever Jesus had fed the 5,000? It's easy for us to say, but wouldn't we probably be the same way? Wouldn't we be so dull? And Jesus, He answers the same way that He did before, how many loaves do you have? This time they had seven loaves. It just tells us they had a few fish. It doesn't give us the exact number. And he directed the crowd to sit down on the ground. Just the same as before. And he took these seven loaves and he gave thanks and he began to break the loaves and to break the fish and he handed it out to the people. 
And he was able to feed all these people. He was able to perform a miracle and feed 4,000 men. Not just these 4,000 men, but that's not counting all the women and the children that were there. There were many, many more. There could have been 10,000 people there. Jesus was a compassionate Savior, just like we said a few weeks ago, and Jesus was a competent Savior. He was able to feed all these people. What should have been impossible, Jesus did. And He didn't just do it for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But He did it for Gentiles. The same thing that He came to do for His people, His chosen people Israel, He's showing here He's also come to do that for Gentiles. He's come to do that for us. He's come to do that for all the nations of the earth. Every family, every tribe, tongue, and nation. It says that the people all ate and they were satisfied. And not only were they satisfied, but they were able to take up seven baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. It was sufficient. It was enough. And it, was, it had leftovers. In a lot of ways, this passage is very much like what we looked at a few weeks ago. Jesus is a compassionate Savior. Jesus is a competent Savior. And Jesus is a sufficient Savior. Just like we said a few weeks ago. And Jesus didn't just come for a small group His people Israel, but He came for the world. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. He didn't just do this for a small group, but He did it for the whole world. Now we... Looking back on this 2,000 years later, we, we, we kind of lose this sense. But for the disciples, this was shocking, just like last week. Jesus healed a Canaanite woman's daughter? And Jesus is healing all these Gentiles in Gentile territory? And now, Jesus is feeding all the people, all the multitudes among Gentiles. He is enough for the whole world. I read earlier a passage from the Psalms that was a reflection on what what the Lord had done for the people of Israel in the wilderness. There were multiple times in the wilderness that God did feeding miracles. He gave them manna to eat. He gave them water from the rock. He gave them meat to eat with the quail coming from the sky so much that they didn't know what to do with it all. 
And now we have Jesus who steps on the scene and He does the same kinds of miracles that the God of the Old Testament did for His people. Showing, feeding His people. Just like God did in the wilderness, in that desolate place, like where Jesus was on a desolate place. In the wilderness. God's mission for the world from the very beginning was that He would save humanity through a seed of the woman, a seed of Abraham, the root of Jesse, the son of David, who would sit on His throne forever. Jesus did the same kinds of miracles that God performed for His people in the wilderness. And He did it not only for this small group of people, but we remember the promise to Abraham which said, His seed would be a blessing to all the families of the earth. Jesus was that fulfillment. He was the one who would bless all nations. And one day, when we stand before Him in His presence, we will be joined in a choir singing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who is and was and is to come. And we will be joined in a choir with people from every tribe, tongue, and nation under earth. So the big picture here, God promised in the Old Testament that He would send someone to save the world and save every family of the earth. Jesus comes 2,000 years ago, and He does miracles not just among His own people, but He does them among Gentiles, and He dies for Jews and Gentiles alike, and He raises again. He goes into heaven, He ascends to heaven, and He's there right now interceding for us, and one day He's coming again. And He will call us to Himself and we will praise along with all the angels, along with people from every tribe, tongue, and nation. And so with all that big picture, what are we to do today? What are we called to do today because of the fact that Jesus fed these 4,000 in Gentile territory. We are to go to the nations. Our heart should not just be settled on our own community, although we need to reach our own community. But our heart has to be bigger than that. We have to have a heart for the nations. We have to have a heart that gives and goes to the nation who proclaims the gospel, who proclaims salvation to those not only in our own communities, but throughout this country and throughout the world. 
There are opportunities today like there have never been before. You can get on a plane and be on the other side of the world in no time and be able to share the gospel. Whenever I was in uh, Missouri, when we lived there for a little while, we, uh, we were serving at a, a small church where I was youth pastor. And uh, we, we did a, a mission trip. We, we went to Macedonia. Macedonia, that place where Paul saw his Macedonian vision and went and proclaimed the gospel there. Well, we went to Macedonia with a small group. We had the pastor from the church. There was myself. There was a few probably in their 50s that came. And there was one gentleman that was 88 years old and he came along on this trip. Don't say you're too old to go on a mission trip. He came... And you know what we did? We, we partnered up with an with a international mission board missionary that was there, and he was, he was uh, trying to get inroads into a, a Muslim community that was there. And so they volunteered our group to come and just do painting in a school building that was this Muslim school, just so that we could build relationships, just so that the, the missionary would have the opportunity to be able to build relationships and be able to share the gospel. That's not beyond us. We had an 88-year-old guy come on a mission trip to Macedonia. There are things that we can do. And if we don't go ourselves, we can give. But God's heart is for the nations of the earth. We need to have a big vision, a vision that is bigger than just us, but it encompasses the whole world. Because that's what vision Jesus had. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. Of the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and the lost of the Canaanites and all the other families of the earth that will one day give Him praise and glory along with us. Thank you for listening to this message from Woburn Baptist Church. For more information, please visit us at www.wilburnbaptistchurch.org or you can also like us on Facebook.